It's time to talk running backs. No, not running back holdouts. Fantasy running back (laughs) rankings via my co-host Williamson's top running backs, his sleeper running backs, and uh, talk about some draft strategy here in 2023 for your fantasy football leagues. Coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on all of your socials. And of course, you can find us on YouTube. Hit the comments there. Make sure you're subscribed up to the new Peacock and Williamson YouTube channel trying to grow that thing. You can also drop us a question for our weekly mailbags. And of course, you can find us everywhere you find your podcasts right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are talking running backs today, Matt, and uh, mm-hmm. you, your, you just dropped your top 50 running back rankings for fantasy leagues this year, your initial running back rankings. We're not going to name every single one of those 50 guys in order, so you can also uh, you can always uh, hit us there uh, on YouTube comments or at BD Peacock and especially at Williamson NFL, since these are Matt's rankings. If you have questions about a specific player, and maybe we'll talk more about some of these guys, you know, later on. And as we get into training camp here, because those things are getting close, some rookies are reporting. Um, but let's get started at the top, Matt. And have you seen any trends, any significant draft strategies developing for 2023 as it pertains to running backs? Two things I think are, are starting to really pop up. And some of this gets a little skewed because this is best ball season. And if you go over to underdog, which I urge you to do, it is very fun. You can do, you have a cheap little you know entry. Um, that in underdog, there's a flex and you also have to start three receivers. So receivers are flying off the board, but I think that's going to be a trend in redraft as well. You're seeing a lot less teams go running back, running back, and more people are prone to take a quarterback high or Kelsey or Andrews. So a lot of us traditional thinkers that always start our teams with two running backs, at least in the top three rounds, that's starting to get phased out a little bit. And then this will lead us right into our ranks is when I've done drafts where I pick very early, first pick, second pick, third pick, I have a dilemma because right now, you know, I'm not going to tease the receiver. Well, I guess I will. Jefferson, Justin Jefferson's the number one receiver to me. But then there's like a four horse race between Chase, Diggs, Cup, Tyree Kill. I don't know who the second receiver is. So if Jefferson's off the board and I'm picking two, three, four, I don't know which receiver to go there. So I always take one of these top two running backs, which is McCaffrey and Eckler. And I think consensus is Christian McCaffrey's the number one fantasy running back. And he is for me, but tentatively. I mean, frankly, you know this better than anyone probably. He is like the best fantasy producer in running back history. You know, I mean, not just in recent memory, like better than LaDainian Tomlinson and Emmitt Smith and Walter Payton. However, I think the Chargers offense is going to be better this year. Austin Eckler caught 107 passes last year. He scored 38 touchdowns over the last two years. Like, what's wrong with this guy? 
<laughs> yeah. The pedigree is really what the what's wrong with Austin Eckler. And yeah, you do right. have McCaffrey number one. And we do have to to preface this as a these are PPR rankings, right? Yes, they are. They are. Yeah. And shame on you for not playing PPR leagues. I don't know anybody doesn't play at least half point PPR at least at anymore. At least play half. Come yeah. on. Right. Um, and, you know, half point PPR doesn't change things a ton, especially with the running back rankings. And, you know, might fold things in a little bit differently with the overall rankings. But we're going PPR rankings here. Christian McCaffrey is the number one. And when he's healthy, he's been the number one. Austin Eckler, number two for you, Matt. And as you laid it out there, uh, there's a good reason why. And either one of those backs are healthy. They can anchor your fantasy football team. Uh, why not Saquon Barkley, as big of a part as he has been of the New York Giants, offense and healthy last year why not Saquon Barkley uh breaking into the top two he's actually five for me which is a little lower than consensus you know and maybe I'm just being a little prejudiced against recent news but I don't love the idea of a holdout for a running back and I'm a little harsh on Josh Jacobs as well especially considering the uh, production that Jacobs put up last year just it doesn't seem like the best thing for a running back. Maybe I'll change my tune on that, but more so, Barkley and Jacobs just had immense physical workloads last year. You, you know, I mean, they uh, real carries. I'm not saying Eckler and McCaffrey don't have real carries, but they're a different style of running back. They don't take the punishment or dish out the punishment that Barkley and Jacobs do, and they're both holding out. There's not that they're older than McCaffrey or Eckler, but they're getting, they're not young pups anymore. So I'm just a little wary of those two right now. Matt has Saquon Barkley five, Josh Jacobs at eight in his initial 2023 running back fantasy rankings. Um, yeah, it is tough because especially as it gets deeper into camp. And if, if you're sitting there drafting in the middle of round one mm-hmm. and it's, August and Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs are holding out. It's kind of hard to feel super comfortable drafting those guys, even if you expect that they will show up at week one. And there's no chance they're going to play in the preseason, but that's true for probably all the top 20 backs here. You know, I mean, just you're not going to get any reports. You're going to be just a little blind. You're going to have a little less information. And frankly, I'm just really high on Bijan Robinson at three and extremely high at Nick Chubb at four, which is the highest I've seen him ranked. Yeah, that's uh, so th- those are the two big ones here I'm seeing at the top. In between Eckler at two and Saquon Barkley at five, you have rookie running back Bijan Robinson of the Atlanta Falcons at number three. And you're definitely higher than on just about everybody. Uh, I think higher than just about everybody I've seen on Nick Chubb, having him at number four in your fantasy rankings. Talk to me about both of those players with Bijan. Obviously the talent is there. Are you not worried about not knowing exactly what his workload is going to be? I'm not worried about Bijan. I think he's just a phenomenal, phenomenal athlete, prospect, football player, and they run the ball a lot. I mean, I think they'll run the ball a little less. I mean, he's, but he's also a great receiver I, I do get a little skewed. One of my blind spots or weaknesses for fantasy is I do look through a dynasty lens a little too much. So if I make a mistake on someone, it's often a year too early, not a year too late. And he's clearly the number one back already in dynasty. But I love their O-line. I'm an Arthur Smith fan. I don't think you use a top 10 pick on Bijan Robinson and don't feed him a ton of touches. They, they're going to run the ball, that's for sure. And uh, we've seen Arthur Smith's 
uh, offenses dating back to past football teams that that run the heck out of the football. Um, we saw him do it last year with the fifth rounder. So uh, that's my only question is how much does last year's fifth rounder, who was a you know, thousand yard back, right? how does he cut into Bijan's touches as a rookie? And just not knowing that, I might lean a little bit heavy toward a Barkley or how about this guy, Jonathan Taylor, who was number one overall in a lot of leagues last year. Even ahead of Christian. In fact, I had I drafted Christian McCaffrey in one of my main leagues at 1.2 last year because Jonathan Taylor was the 1.1. I love Taylor, and I think he's going to have a huge year. I think Colts fans or Colts opponents are going to despise playing against the combination of Taylor and Richardson. I mean, that's just a nightmare. I think that's even uglier than, to play against than Hurts and the Eagles' backfield. But this is fantasy. It's not the real world. And as a rule of thumb, really strong running quarterbacks rarely dump the ball off to, to running backs. You know what I mean? Because they are they can do it themselves. Why should I dump it off? Lamar, Hurts, they don't dump it off. They just decide to run. And that was something that uh, Richardson did at Florida. Who knows if he will at the pros. And I also just worry about Richardson vulturing goal line carries in a Josh Allen manner. Mm-hmm. But I think Taylor has a lot of yardage. So when you consider someone like Chubb at four ahead of those guys, um, yeah. I, I think with Chubb as, I mean, he's maybe the best runner, pure runner in the NFL right now. Yes. Like, he's so good. And then on top of that, he doesn't have much competition for touches anymore. And he's not likely to get vultured at the goal line. So with yeah. Chubb, I think if I'm reading you correctly, Matt, you just feel really good about everything across the board, talent usage, knowing that y- you, you, don't have to project anything with what kind of player he's going to be if healthy. That's a hundred percent. I mean, he never lets you down anyway. You know, I mean, and let, uh, any of these guys that get hurt, of course. I mean, we talk about running back injuries all the time, but assuming he even plays his normal number of snaps, you're always happy with that pick. He can break the long one. I have to think he catches 15 more passes, maybe 20 more passes than he, than any other year. And if he can do that, he might be running back one. All right. That's the top six running backs in Matt Williamson's Mm -hmm. 2023 fantasy running back rankings. We'll get to some sleepers here and uh, how you might want to attack your specific draft next. Speaking of fantasy football, today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by eBay Motors. And our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for the draft or midseason scouting that waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed fits for your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit fantasy picks of the week and let's say you go zero running back strategy as we're talking running backs here and what that strategy might look like and you're sitting there at the turn you've got a late pick uh early or late round one early round two how about cd lamb and aj brown back to back at the turn make that smooth turn in your fantasy football snake drafts Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football. It's going to help you win your fantasy championship and ebay motors knows the championship team is about each player being a perfect fit and it is the same with your vehicle with ebay guaranteed fit over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly air filters and brakes and matt i just got myself a fender flare i ran Ooh. over 
phone a long time ago. I've been trying to fix this thing myself. And I just went to eBay Motors and it was so easy. They knew exactly what my vehicle was, exactly what the part was I needed. I ordered it last week. It arrived yesterday so I can slap the whole new fender fare, the fender flare on my vehicle uh, with all the uh, the buttons and, and rivets that are needed there. Super easy for me to fix and not spend $1,000 on it. Only spend $50 on it because I got the guaranteed fit at eBay Motors and couldn't be happier about it. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. So looking at these fantasy football rankings, running backs, we've got McCaffrey, Eckler, Robinson, Chubb, Barkley, Taylor to start off the top six. We mentioned how Josh Jacobs is number eight for you, Matt, which means Tony Pollard is your seventh ranked running back. And uh, how how much do you like drafting at the end of round one this year with a couple of receivers, maybe even a tight end and all these running backs that are, I think, RB1 first round worthy players? Yeah, I, I I'll be honest. I mean, I could make something up, but I haven't yet found my sweet spot where I want to pick in round one. I mean, I, I keep flirting with the, the, the polls. Usually I like the middle, but certainly at the end of round one, near the turn, 11, 12, you'll probably get one of those backs we've already talked about. I mean, you may end up with Taylor and Tyreek. I mean, that's a pretty strong start. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. even Taylor and Chubb, you know, again, that, that's a, quite the backfield to get rolling with um i don't know that i could go pollard that early like it's a top 15 pick but it sure looks like they're going to run the ball a lot there's not much competition for them right now and that leads me to the next conversation leonard fournette kareem hunt dalvin cook ezekiel elliott they're all going to probably play football this year. You know, they're all, they're going to screw up some backfields going forward. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Draft Tony Pollard and, you know, they're going to re-sign Zeke or they're going to draft a, yeah. just a different version of Zeke and and vulture some of his... Uh, his and he'll get all the goal line work. Or yeah, yeah. You know, right. So that stuff's still on the horizon. Dalvin Cook will probably be someone's lead back. So then uh, you're telling me there's a tier after six for you between Jonathan Taylor and, and Tony Pollard? I think so. I think so. I'm just a little less confident in Pollard. Maybe because I just haven't seen him be the bell cow. But as it stands in late July, he should catch a lot of passes. He's running behind a good line. He's dynamic. And he's clearly the lead back. Seven Pollard, eight Josh Jacobs. Then we got Mm -hmm. Ramondre Stevenson at nine. And second year Jets running back Brees Hall coming in at number 10. And some high volatility potentially there with Brees Hall. But man... Uh, you're getting Brees Hall in the second round of your drafts, and that's potentially a, a huge home run for your fantasy team. So there's a little news around these two, and one of them speculation, but I guess Fournette is really flirting with the Patriots right now, which isn't the worst thing in the world. Ramondre would still be the one, but you don't want that to happen. I mean, it would be it would be more shocking if the Patriots had a clear running back one going into season than if it was some you know, mucky committee that you didn't know it was going to happen. But boy, was he good last year on a bad, bad offense. And he was the only show in town and still teams couldn't stop him. And I'm pretty sure the Jets just put Brees Hall on the pup list, which side note, folks, doesn't really mean anything. 
Like if you go on the pup list once camp starts, that means you got hurt at camp and then then, then the, you're on the six-week list. If you go on now, it's really just saving a roster spot, you know, just keep him in bubble wrap. So that doesn't – it's not as big of a red flag as it would sound like, oh, he's on right. pup. He could, but we but see he's not guys, 100%. We see guys go on the pup list yeah. to open camp and then – two days after camp starts, they're off the pup list and they start mm. practicing it again. So yeah, with those types of players that are already on the pup list, the physically unable to perform list, they can come off of that list at any time. But if you get hurt and start on the pup list later, then that puts you on a new list where yeah. you're going to miss the start of the season. Absolutely. So don't worry about Hall, but he's not quite back from injury is yeah. what that's telling me. Like we right. just don't want him even doing anything in camp. And you still have him over number 11, Aaron Jones, and number 12, Derrick Henry. What kind of year do you expect from Derrick Henry? I think Hopkins helps. You know, I mean, I think they'll be dedicated to playing Titan football. Their line is horrific, but I don't know that it matters that much with him. I don't end up with Jones or Henry very often. I kind of think there's a line after Brees Hall, and Aaron Jones is always disrespected. He finds the end zone a lot. He catches a lot of passes. He's probably the best player on that offense. But I don't tend to end up with Jones or Henry very much, mostly because I'm a little prejudiced against older running backs. I mean, back to my dynasty, Brutes. So a lot of Chubb on on Team Williamson's and not a lot of Henry, I'm guessing. Correct. I don't think I've owned him anywhere in 10 best ball drafts. I don't think I've drafted him yet. Interesting one for me here. 13 on your list is Kenneth Walker. Where would Kenny Walker be, the Seahawks running back, going into year two after a a really good rookie season if they didn't draft Zach Charbonnet? Right there with Ramondre and Brees. You know, I mean, I think that those are the perfect neighborhood for him. And Charbonnet's scary, but boy, Walker's a good player. It's just the receptions is what worries me, is Walker hardly caught any balls at Michigan State. And then you draft a pretty darn good big receiving back. And you're, you know, as, as well as Smith and the Jigba. I just don't see a whole lot of targets going Walker's way. And he's coming off an injury. So there's a couple concerns, but I really like the player. And, and that I was think always, their offense will be good. That was always the separator last year as rookies between second round, you know, highly, highly drafted second round running backs, Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker, because Walker might have been even the better pure runner. But Brees Hall yeah. was a really good runner and receiver. Absolutely. You nailed it. 100% true. Speaking of being a good runner and receiver, how about number 14, rookie Jameer Gibbs? And if we're talking rookies here in this uh, section and uh, said Seattle Seahawks running back Zach Charbonnet, he's all the way down at 35 for you. So uh, talk to me about Jameer Gibbs here at 14 and what you expect for him as a rookie and and why there's such a big gap between Bijan at three and... Jameer Gibbs at 14 in your PPR leagues. Well, because I think Montgomery is going to get the Jamal Williams double-digit touchdown role, at least. I'm not saying he's going to score 17 touchdowns or whatever, but Gibbs probably will not get that role. But obviously they adore him. You know, whether we think that was drafted too high in the first round or not, I don't care. I just care that they love him, which is talking about fantasy football here. Am I crazy to think that Gibbs, besides St. Brown, might be the Lions' second leading receiver this year. Could he catch a hundred balls? Well, yeah, they traded for Mims. I, yeah, I know, but what's that doesn't, he end up that doesn't being? move the needle that team? much. I don't know. You have yeah. Williams who's suspended. You know, so you know where where where's the talent? And and I think that's part of what they're saying. But 
Jameer Gibbs rookie year reminds me a lot of Travis Etienne from uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. First mm-hmm. round pick, and the talk was, oh, he's going to be as much a receiver as he is running back. And then, then he got hurt, and it was like, uh, that was weird. It was a weird start to his career. So yeah. I'm probably not going to have a lot of Jameer Gibbs on my fantasy teams, even though he could be huge in PPR leagues, just because the early down workload role, the the – the role around the goal line. And then what does he actually look like as a receiver? They are, you know, and, and how much work does he actually see there and how many targets does he see? And I could see, you know, in PPR links, how it could go great, but I, I just don't like the, I don't like the unknowns of where you have mm-hmm. to draft a rookie that high. I a hundred percent hear you. And another sticking point with these types of, you know, you had mentioned ATN Gibbs, if they can't hold their own in pass protection and he's, Really, I know at the combine he was like 201, but he's going to come in at 190, 195. But if he can't at least contribute as a protection player, he's only going to be out there 20, 30 snaps game. So I've been shying away from him, but I do see the upside as a as a pass catcher. It's true. It's like, oh, this is our, our this is our pass catching back, our passing down back, and he can't pass protect. Well, he's not going to be on the field right. and passing down unless he's you know just straight up lined up in the slot as a as a receiver so yeah and then, tell, then, you know there's then you can also tell the story that there's a david montgomery injury and he's alvin Kamara. oh he can be rookie of the year you're right 100 yeah i mean there is upside there and boy he's dynamic and his offensive line is phenomenal playing in a dome you know like there's some good things here all right we're gonna get more into the uh the list here post uh, after your top 15 guys some sleepers and uh, some of the other favorites down the list in Matt Williamson's 2023 fantasy football running back rankings. Next. I do want to thank everybody once again for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you are subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. So after Jameer Gibbs at 14, you've got your Steelers running back Najee Harris. Uh, Damian Pierce of the Houston Texans at 16 and Travis Etienne at 17. Then after Etienne is Joe Mixon, 18, Alexander Madison, 19, and J.K. Dobbins, 20. And actually, I'm going to go one further. Miles Sanders, 21. And then I feel like there might be a little bit of a tear break. And those yeah. are all, you know, their specific teams, RB1s. And you can kind of really have a good idea of what the roles are going to be for those guys. Yeah, exactly. And two of those guys will have really big years, you know, and we just you're just kind of hoping that, Dobbins catches a lot of passes and stays healthy or Mixon hangs on another year. Cause I really was not impressed with Mixon's tape last year, to be very honest. The guy I end up with most in that group though, is Damian Pierce because everyone just kind of goes, I don't want any Texans. I'm not touching the Texans, you know, and obviously we're going to come up to guys like Rashad white and James Connor, and they don't have any backfield competition either, but nobody wants anything to do with those offenses. Yeah. But Pierce, you know, like, I just don't want the Cardinals lead back. I mean, bleh, you know, and I think they lump Houston in that way. And I'm not saying the Texans offense is going to be good, but he's a second year guy that's a tackle breaker and he's a good receiver. Scores touchdowns like those are all the things you look for. And, and Singletary doesn't scare me at all. No, Singletary doesn't scare me there either, and and I do like Damian Pierce, but the guy I'm eyeballing in this neighborhood is Travis Etienne. I mean, I'll take mm-hmm. Travis Etienne all day around later than other people are drafting Jameer Gibbs. I see that. I, I don't think he's nearly the pass catcher that public perception thinks, but he's not bad. I mean, they're going to dump him the ball. It's a good offense. He's explosive as could be. I don't have a problem with ATN. I, I maybe I have him a smidge low. Like I could see ATN over Najee. 
Uh, so you mentioned a couple guys there. 22, Rashad White. 23, Cam Akers. 24, James Conner. Yeah, they're um, the bad team's number one running yeah. back neighborhood. <laughs> and, you know, and then outside the top tw- you know, 20, 25 players, you're going to start looking at guys who are maybe the timeshare backs or the number two backs or mm-hmm. you know, uh, maybe your sleepers or, or players that you hope become the team's number one back at some point during the season, even if it's not in in week one. You've got Alvin Kamara at 31 who, you know, with the suspension looming and those types of players. Do you have a favorite player here, uh, you know, after this area in the, in fantasy drafts where most people have their first two running backs where you're like, okay, I love this sleeper as someone who's going to give me value, maybe not week one, but later on in the season. Uh, 25, 26, 27 to me are really intriguing Samaji P. Ryan, I'm not conv- I'm not buying that Javante Williams is fine. I mean, that was a really bad injury. I am buying Sean Payton wants to run the ball like crazy behind McGlinchey and the guard they signed. And I don't even care if P. Ryan's good, but if he's the lead back on that team, even just for the first month of the season, that's quality to me. Um, same with Penny. Penny versus Swift is tough, but when Penny's on the field, he's super productive and he's never been in as good a situation as the Eagles. So both those team, both those guys are short-term fixes, start them while they're healthy, but don't expect to get 17 games out of them. But frankly, I'm cocky that way. I'm like, I'll start them as long as they're healthy. And when he gets hurt, I'll find somebody else. Cause I'm a good owner. It's and, the, it's the reverse yeah. sleeper. It's the boring, but I'm going to get value early. And then one of these other late sleepers can replace them if they get hurt mid season. Yeah, right, right, right. I'm living for today. It's a week-to-week league. I'm going to start them in week one and see what happens. And maybe they're not around in week 10, but my teams will look a lot different. And hopefully I have a lead over my opponents. Um, I wanted to mention Antonio Gibson, though, because I think most people have Robinson over Gibson. And I think Robinson will get more carries than Gibson. But he's kind of a guy I can't quit. I was really intrigued with him when he came out of the league and early on and had a lot of dynasty shares. But anyone that's owned Gibson has hate, hate, hated that McKissick has always been there. And now McKissick's gone. So can we see him be the receiver we thought he could once be, you know? What about Javante Williams if you're not risk averse in this, you know, later area of drafts? Because I hate the injury. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I I know all the news is good, but been doing this too long to believe reports in July about bad, bad injuries, especially to running back. I think it's, he had the JK Dobbins injury and we were hearing the exact same thing a year ago about JK Dobbins. He didn't get right. on the field forever. So mm-hmm. I love him. I just think that I love him next year. You know, who I like he's your 32 ranked running ranked running back, but Khalil Herbert. I I'm a fan best, too. Yeah. I think the best back in Chicago and they're a team that's going to run the football a lot. So give me that combination all day. It's funny. He might be my most owned back in best ball. You know, you're on the, on their app. You can go look at what percentage you own everybody. He's going really late. Cause everyone says, you know, fields is going to take all the carries. They, they drafted a dude, they signed Foreman, but he's the best and, and they run the ball like crazy. I mean, you talk about volume running. He's a really good player. Uh, where do you like the Bears rookie and some of these other rookies? We got Devin A. Chain at 42. There is uh Kendra Miller at 43. That looks like potentially mm-hmm. the heir apparent to uh Saints running back uh Alvin Kamara, who you have at number 31. So uh, talk to me about some of these guys late in your rankings here, closer to number 50. I haven't ended up with a lot of them, to be honest with you. I mean, 
this Kamara news that his, his suspension might get dropped a little, plus Jamal Williams being there, I don't think bodes super well for Miller, but it might. I think next year he's a guy to own and probably is their lead back. But maybe, you know, by week 10, he takes it over. I don't see A-Chain as a volume enough guy. Um, my favorite one, not to dispute your ATN conversation, is I like Tank Bigsby. I, I own him a lot in my rookie drafts and Dynasty, and he's just a different style back to ATN, and maybe they can be a little thunder and lightning, you know? I don't like this. This isn't a great neighborhood, though. I mean, yeah. So it, you want you're, you're, you're trying to hit your sleepers before you get to this yeah. section of your your face. Yeah. I mean, there are guys like Jerome Ford and my boy Jalen Warren that are under the radar, not highly drafted, but they sure look like a clear two right now. I mean, if Najee gets hurt or Chubb gets hurt, you're starting Jerome Ford and Jalen Warren immediately. Like handcuff territory, maybe even if you mm-hmm. have enough roster, or you know, someone like Kendry Miller, who we mentioned, maybe that's more of a dynasty stash for you, Matt. Being he is, the host he of Locked On Dynasty Football, by the way, absolutely, he, he is a target for me in dynasty because I don't know that Williams and Kamara are obstacles for long in in New Orleans, and they draft them pretty high. So just to reiterate. General draft strategy. Uh, it used to be always running back, running back, one, two. Then it became, oh, zero running back was kind of the trend. Then it running backs made a comeback. And then it was like, nope, actually, we're going to go running back early again. Where are you at, Matt? You kind of, you know, uh, one foot on each side of the fence there. You still like running back, running back, or you kind of go running back and then something else? I'm old and set in my ways. And I always used to be the guy that went running back, running back, and sometimes even a third one for my flex in the third or fourth round. I'm very open to the thought that that's not the best strategy because I think I could live with a Gibson or Penny or somebody like that if I had to, if I'm loaded everywhere else and try to recycle or, you know, cycle through RB2s on my roster if I have a star. So I don't have that answer yet. I will the more I get into this, but there's so many talented receivers that if you can, you know, start your draft with, C.D. Lamb and Garrett Wilson or, you know, Waddle or T. Higgins. I mean, they're just so strong. I mean, they're 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 stable. You know, I mean, these second round receivers probably aren't going to bust for you. You know, yeah, I, I try to be a little flexible. So if I start my draft running back wide receiver, I can still go any direction depending who's there for me. I, I don't mm-hmm. want to be I don't want to be stuck where I have to start drafting a wide receiver in round three, but I don't like who's there for me, you know, and obviously it depends where you're, where you're drafting if you're early or, or late in round one with your first pick in a snake draft, but I like to be flexible in my draft. So ideally I'm going running back wide receiver, wide receiver running back my first two picks. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, like if I'm picking 10 and I could get digs and Chubb, I'd be very happy with that. And to see what happens from round three on, if I went like, mm-hmm. grab a tight end or, can't believe one of the quarterbacks is there. Great. Or, man, Brees Hall's still there. I'm going to grab. You know, I do like yeah. the flexibility aspect. Exactly. Of, you know, starting in round three. There you go. Matt Williamson's cool. running back rankings, early running back rankings for your 2023 fantasy drafts. We'll check back in on how things might have changed throughout the preseason. And thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen. Talk to you next time right here. Peacock and Williamson.